0: Is against the wall the chair is against the wall john has a long mustache john has a long mustache it's 12 o'clock americans another day closer to victory and for all of you out there
1: on or behind the lines this is your song hey and welcome everybody to our daily gun show come to you live each week night at midnight eastern and we talk about guns for an hour got uh Panel of people from gunchannels.com joining us each night. And we got people from all over the country. Uh, Let's see, we got Al jumping in from Texas. Thanks for joining. Muted. Coming in, getting something to drink. Then we got Roosted jumping in from Minnesota. Thanks for joining. Thanks for the invite, G. Hi, everybody. Uh, Let's see, we got another aviary represented with uh, Gary from Kansas. Thanks for joining. Thanks for the invite. Um, They both could probably nest in woods from Pacific Northwest, Washington State. Thanks for jumping in. Thanks for the invite, G. We're missing Snob in Oklahoma. Thanks for joining.
2: Hey, thanks for having me.
1: And there's some links out there to others that are green or maybe translucent. We just had a show earlier. But uh, then some other people. There's links out on the Gun Channel side, of course. And um, we'll drop the link for people who might be watching this on a platform that probably doesn't care about guns or our community, our culture, our laws, our freedoms. Uh, But uh, it's Friday, so normally on Fridays we talk about the industry, we talk about tech, and we try to make this an interactive conversation. So we're going to be watching the comments from the gun channel side. Uh, There's a text chat over there. and we'll be watching. we got a bunch of people in there. Ohio's over there. Cycle Camp's out there. Looks like I need to send some more links out, huh? So um, while I'm doing that, why don't you guys, where we chatting tonight about, I don't really have any topics other than tech or industry. Dead air? Yeah, dead is an option, but I'd rather go with something that makes Anyone?
0: Um,
3: I'm i I was up at a manufacturing uh, plant in Minnesota here that does AR stuff all in-house on multi-million dollar machining equipment. In Minnesota? Yes, sir. Right on. It's up, in, up in North Branch, the name of it is uh, Soda Arms. It's state of the art is what Soda stands for.
2: Pretty like cool. SOTA, or?
3: Correct. SOTA, like the end of Minnesota. They, Got yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah, that's a pretty cool place. I've been up there a couple of times. Real good people. I'm sorry, I missed it. What do they make there again? Uh, everything and anything for an AR.
2: I mean, if it was Soda Arms, SODA, they could be the Pop Can launcher ones, but you know. <laughs>
4: Is it uh, pretty good stuff? Or, I mean, I've, I've never heard of it, but that doesn't mean it's not great.
3: Yeah, I like it. I've, I've been pretty impressed by it. I just picked up some lowers from them today. So, start an AR build.
4: I've been thinking about getting uh, an error precision one just because it's here in Tacoma. I didn't even realize it was in Tacoma until Dead Horse told me that. Yeah, it's
1: we- always nice picking yeah, that there- stuff up. Is there an AR manufacturer in each state? Uh, at least a lower manufacturer in each state i don't i, don't, I have no idea does anybody know
3: we finding out who's uh somebody was doing a project like that where they were trying to build an ar from every
1: state big gunner does a show on tuesday there nights you go. On channels but uh yeah. i don't think he ever found a receiver from every state but i don't know if he's the ultimate you know he's just one guy doing one project i don't know if he's had a chance even to discover if there is an ar because what does it take to make a lower? Really, there could easily be one. Say, there's got to be machine shops in every state, right? Do they
4: have to? I'm assuming they have to have very specialized machinery for that.
1: No, any any mill, right, can make an AR lower. At least, do so, not think
4: be competent could? So it's easier than you than like somebody like me would think in the first place
1: guess if you think it's difficult yeah i mean it's just to be some aluminum literally with a bunch of holes and stuff removed from it it's nothing complicated building it to spec isn't difficult right
4: yeah especially with technology i mean like in the 80s it would be harder in the 90s but but nowadays i mean you with all the 3d everything and all the computers we have it would seem like it would be
2: much less hard to, to machine things out I just googled AR lowers made in Oklahoma, and I was shocked. I did not know Rise Armaments made in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. I had no clue.
1: Yeah, the guy that did the engraving of the gun channels coins is uh, Ed Jordan's, and he works with them. Broken Arrow. I call it Tulsa, but it's
5: Broken. Yeah,
2: I had no clue.
1: Oh, you know what i need to take a second here and remind people that might be or that are watching that might not be familiar we uh it is free patch friday and one of the ways we raise funds for the projects that we do online is with sales over the Gear website store so each friday uh, every order that goes out with no coupons or no codes or no minimum orders or anything everything that you order is going to have a free patch with it and uh today in order to encourage some sales we've got this uh Kind of pile of loot going out. We just described it over on a live show over on the Gun Websites uh, YouTube channel. We've got this link I'll post uh, to some close ups over on uh, Instagram. And there's still time. We're going to do the drawing later on in the day or in the show. And uh, any purchase is a qualifying entry into that. And uh, again, just wanted to take a break there in case anybody happens to be watching. We do have 24 viewers here. Uh, If anybody's interested, we'll uh, drop some links out there. Kind of interrupted you before, though, so you said you went up and visited them, Roosted. What was that? Is it like they just have it open, or did you, is it some kind of invite thing, or did you just go up there and purchase something, or what was the situation? Yeah, it's it's basically
3: up front is just like a, uh, any other gun shop, really. It's just all his custom parts laid out on shelves. I actually shot a little bit of video. I'm going to try to edit tomorrow and get posted, kind of like the gun shop of the day styles. just a little three minute video walk through. Um, I'm going to try and see if I can't get a little little more in with him and see if he'll let me come check out the machining and stuff like that maybe later down the road. He was, he was pretty excited at the prospect of showing up on my little tiny YouTube channel and getting a little more exposure. And I think
1: that's what it's all about, right? Because you're able to bring a camera to him he doesn't have to pay anything for it really right he'll be able to do it in appreciation you're able to do it in appreciation it works out good for both of you and we all get an insight into what's going on there sounds pretty cool yeah i I
3: thought it was really neat they're really good people i mean it's i wouldn't say family owned but small time or small town style i mean it's up in north branch minnesota so yeah i really enjoy myself
1: where's north branch at
3: it's uh, about an hour north of.
1: Is he breaking up for you guys?
2: Yeah, I thought it was me. I was fixing to turn my bandwidth all the way down.
1: Yep. So we're I, off. You, I can you turn up. mine down.
2: Is that you better now?
3: Of, I don't know. You said it was north of? About an hour's north of um, St. Paul. Oh, okay. So that's a drive for you. It's a couple hours each way. Yeah, it's 121 miles actually each way
1: so here's go a ahead. question oh, just a bunch of people that are on the internet and pretty much everybody in here's got a camera everybody in here's got a camera and has done stuff online most of the people watching us have got a camera and have done stuff online would you have driven a hundred and something miles to go check out a firearms manufacturer if there wasn't a little bit extra incentive like being able to get some footage and and grow a channel or a project or to share with other people if it would have just been you driving up there and then you know maybe maybe be able to like you know tell your friends about it when you came home if that was the only thing would you think you would have still done it
3: uh yeah the first time I was up there I actually went up after one of the capital rallies I had just kind of bumped into him on the internet and I took a few still photos and some uh, video with my potato camera on my old phone and wasn't worth posting. But uh, I don't know. I, I think it was definitely part of the motivation to go up there this time was to make sure I got a better video, you know, a little better walk around and try and make some connections with those guys up there.
1: What do you guys think? Would you be would you think that we would all be as um motivated, I guess, or like, you know, is putting as much effort into exploring and caring and stuff if we didn't have the internet, if it was all just the olden days of I guess you know, stuff we had before, which was nowhere near as effective as getting the information around. So we would have never
2: Well, I'll be honest, I probably wouldn't even know something existed that close, you know, without that, unless you just happen to read about it and you're Guns and ammo magazine once a month.
1: Exactly, right? I mean, look at all the stuff you might grow up right next to, and unless you knew even start exploring, how would you even know, right? You'd
2: yeah, you know. I live an hour or less from Rise Armament, and I never even had any clue they were there. So I just Googled it.
1: I was like, oh, wow, that's cool. And you might be buying stuff from a place and. Or, you know, at least buying stuff that's that brand, right? And you never look at the back of the package unless you have a problem, right? To, like, find out where it is. And then, you
2: know. Well, I've got a Rise Armament trigger and a couple Rise Armament uh, charging handles and I that I bought and never even had any clue they were in Oklahoma.
3: I live an hour away from the biggest sportsman's guide outlet, and I've never been there, and I didn't know it existed till shit, I think G posted something about it.
1: On Instagram, I've still never I still haven't that's been there. The sportsman's Guide, it's not like a chain or anything. That I mean, they're they have a catalog thing, but that's their only one. I'll do a video, i got some video from doing tour of the inside. It's awesome, it is massive. And uh, but that's their only location. I mean, they have two warehouses, but it's their only uh location. They don't have stores or something like some of the Canadian branch chains that have branch locations all around or warehouses all around. Yeah, I'm totally
3: looking forward to going up there and checking that out. I'll probably spend the whole day.
1: Pink is saying he travels and he's saying it's you know, pretty much exclusive. I don't know if he's saying exclusively, but for the benefit of the people that are watching, <laughs> Gun Channel's members. What did I just do So, like I say, there are links out there. I don't know if people aren't paying attention or if they're not listening, but there are links out there. Feel free to jump in if you want. And, uh, where else are we going with industry or tech? Anybody else done any factory tours before? Anything, any scale, any size?
4: No, I no. never had. Is that hard to set? Is that hard to set up? Do you find people pretty receptive? Because I'd love to go down to Air Precision, walk around with a camera.
1: I don't know if they'd let me. I mean, I guess it depends. I've had very good success for sure. I mean, not a hundred percent success, I guess. Geisley would never let us go in there for whatever reason like ever and that took that we were persistent about that one because we were having pretty good luck on that tour and haas really wanted to see geeseley um and i can't get back into naa but it's probably because i talk shit about their guns too much but um it depends on what size you're talking about i've had some really interesting uh kind of i don't know if you call them tours but behind the scenes go in the back room and hear more about you know the business and stuff with little shops uh, and then you're going back and you find out they have a mill or something or they're doing some kind of plastic work or gunsmithing or something and that can be pretty interesting
2: i while well back i went to a1 custom steel target shop which i didn't tell them anything about being on youtube other than just that clover you know basically got me introduced to them to buy some targets and they showed me their shop and all that it's pretty neat i'd like to you know have had video of it but i didn't want to do that i just Went there, it was pretty neat though.
4: I guess all they can say is no.
2: Well, I wasn't even gonna ask because that's Clover's kind of sponsor deal, so
1: yeah. I, I totally understand in that. Anybody else ever been to a tour or factory or anything? Checked out a back room, on out.
2: I don't know, but I wanted to contact Rise Armament now and see if they'll even entertain the idea of talking to me.
1: You got, well, even closer to you is um, Mike Friend at Firing Line. Romix is about halfway between you and, and those guys in Broken Arrow.
2: Who is? Tromix. I don't know who that is.
1: Um, short AKs, or Short AKs, uh, Shotguns. Tony huh. uh, Roma. Oh, Tony, what was his name? Romix.
5: I know we when uh, we went up to uh, TriggerCon, we could have went on a tour, but uh, our uh, security clearance wasn't. You know, we didn't have uh, background checks and security clearances together. To go where? It was a it was a factory tour up in uh, someplace up close to uh, TriggerCon up in the northwest.
1: Oh, okay. Maybe someplace that had like government contracts or somewhere that don't. Want yeah.
5: Yeah, we uh, we would have had to uh, have had, I forget the, what they called it, some type of uh, security clearance to actually step foot in there.
1: Oh, I haven't heard of that one before, but i definitely heard where they don't want people in there. It's not, have you ever seen these little AKs before? Tony's the, oh, guy, that, Tony's the guy that tuned down a little Sega 12s back when they were really expensive, just, just huh. tweaked with them. And uh, got them down to where you could make them into little crank-looking thingies. That's pretty cool. uh, Since then, of course, people ripped them off. But he makes a pretty good uh, name for himself. They have been made this style, little Sega 12 for a long time. And then he did all kinds of neat stuff with uh, ARs and stuff, too. So he's a gunsmith, I'd say, about halfway between you and Broken Arrow. That's cool. I didn't know that. So we got the Instagram going and we're being boring. So we're talking industry or tech. Um, so I guess more specifically going any tours. Angelina, you've been to any tours? You do all kinds of work with other people? With um.
0: This? Yeah, I've been to a couple, um, a couple like, I guess, factory tours. I don't know if I can name names because I signed a lot of NDAs. But one of them was um, a place that like Mills Block slides, like the, uh, you know, like the aftermarket ones, like the cool, well, in air quotes, cool, stuff like that. Um, yeah.
4: How did, you, how did you get those set up? Did you, is it because of your business or are you just,
0: yeah, it's pretty much like, oh, you're local or you'll be in the area, let's, you know, have a meeting or come to the shop or whatever. And then, yeah, sometimes I like to be a little bit cheeky and see, like, well, they let me do something cool. So I went to, like, a coat shop and they let me spray Cerakote. I got to, like, move a mill and like press a button. What kind of shit I do? But yeah it's um i mean <clears throat> i get a lot of stuff offered to me but i things that i've asked they seemed pretty like oh yeah so i yeah. don't know i mean most of the
1: hesitation would be if like they do something proprietary right or some kind of a um, process or something that they wouldn't want people to see and I mean, very rarely, at least in my experience, they don't have their entire operation set up to where it's like a giant, you know, explanation of their secrets or something. So a lot of times uh, they don't mind you taking some pictures because it helps show that they're, I don't know, size and scale, right? So if they're employing 12 or 15 people, that's, that's, you know, I think that would be beneficial. I think they see the benefit of letting people know about that. I guess on the other
0: side. uh, um, I'm sorry not to interrupt you. But a lot of businesses, I mean, they're proud as shit about what they're doing. So they want, you know, they want you to be excited about their product. They want you to see the work that goes into this product that you love. So, I mean,
1: I was going to say if they're small, they might not want people showing how, like how small of an operation they are. I guess that could be a concern yeah and they want to make sure you're not working for another company that would be his guess or their guess don't know gender yeah i
0: mean they don't want you to know they're operating out of half a garage
1: but when you're talking about doing the background check or whatever i mean as far as the security clearance that's that's something different but you know just having them want to vet you i guess i don't know i guess it depends if they would probably do that before they even allowed you to come in right
0: Yeah, or they, I mean, if they had some kind of sensitive thing, like you said, I mean, I don't think they'd bring you over there. They'd probably be like, this is where we do the magic, avert your eyes, and then we'll go over here. Doesn't Glock, like, let you check it out, and then they give you free swag at the end?
1: No. The people have been in Glock, but I've never been in Glock. I don't think it's easy to get into Glock. As far as, like, a two-weather factory? I would have said they don't offer it, but then there have been a few people that have gone in there.
0: Yeah, I thought, I mean, I've heard a couple people say that they were, like, stoked to do it. I don't know. I mean, I guess you never really know until you put yourself out there and ask. I
2: don't know, but I looked up that Traumix place. I drove by there a million different times working.
1: Mm-hmm. He's just Maybe sort he of, of it was like, there. He's just in the middle of like farms. You wouldn't know. It just looks yeah. like a house out there
2: Good thing hey, about I- Oklahoma, you never know what's around.
1: Psycho like, okay, camp silent if you uh Hey, weren't you supposed to be gone today?
6: That was yesterday.
1: You oh. didn't even miss me. Did you no, I knew. Well, no, I guess not, because I thought it was today.
6: But uh, oh, it was a great show. We had a wonderful show. But uh, yeah, we. I there's all kinds of. I mean, obviously, I live in Connecticut. Uh, Connecticut's the home of firearms, and there's all kinds of places all around me, and not a single one will let you in.
1: Oh, that's interesting. Are, oh, because yeah, I they're under such pressure from the state. I mean, Jesus. I'd been uh, interested in going up there just for that. Now you can't even go in to go to like to their museums they don't even have museums or anything there. oh yeah some of them do
6: like colt does okay but but a lot of them you'd be surprised a lot of the the manufacturers we hear are not that big like stag arms is not really that big but uh you know they just have such a hard time with all of that crap that uh you know and and of course with the with the last set of elections, I mean, we just got our butts handed to us. All kinds of evil people took over, And They've got they've got gun legislation up the wazoo, and they're getting ready to redefine a lot of firearms. And these these guys are just trying to keep their heads down. You know, basically, they're trying to keep their heads buried in the sand so that they figure if they don't, if they're not noticeable, nobody will pick on them. So there, I I don't think the I don't think the guys here in Connecticut are really that interested in having people come in and tour them and put you know YouTube videos up and stuff. Which is too That's bad because there's a lot of cool stuff up here.
1: Yeah, that is too
2: bad. So you think they're just trying to fly under the radar away from enemy eyes for now?
6: Yeah, yeah, basically. And mass was the same way. I mean, you know. Everybody everybody pisses and moans about how uh, Smith and Wesson sold out. Well, you know, that was the environment they were in. You know, they you know they wanted to be able to keep doing business, so they had to start with the Hillary holes and all that stuff. So what are you going to do? Which is a shame because there's just so much cool stuff. I mean, obviously, if, if you go to uh, the uh, – in Springfield, you go to Springfield Armory, you know, the armory actually made guns and that's a great museum if you ever get a chance to come up and go to the springfield armory that is a fantastic place to go and you'll see how they used to do stuff in the old days and and uh that's in connecticut that's in massachusetts it's it's uh it's in springfield i from the airport it's about 15 minutes from the
1: airport oh shit! okay and it's still a museum of the armory what it was in the day yeah, okay. you can. You, there's all kinds of different buildings.
6: I've I've only been in the in the the main building where they have a lot of the guns and and some of the machinery. But my understanding is there's other buildings you can go to and and see that. And they do a lot of special events and stuff like that. But I'd I'd really like to get into some of the newer guys. You know, you know, I, I love you know, Stag Arms. These guys are always doing the basic because Stag Arms is really cool because they. They really, they adhere to the letter of the law, but not the spirit. <laughs> so, so they're really cool guys because they build stuff that if you read the law and you look at the firearm, it 100% complies with the law as written. And they take advantage of every friggin' loophole. Any, any, you know, if there's a, if there's a definition that's not quite all the way there, that's what they do. And uh, I'd I'd love to meet those guys. Those guys are
1: neat. Yeah, I've always thought they were cool for those kind of reasons, and that they don't leave. Right, that's always good. But uh, that's necessary to challenge because they're poorly written infringements. You know, if they go untested or unchallenged, but um, yeah, they're, they're that's a cool company. Yeah,
6: but the problem is states have unlimited money because they get it from us. And, uh, you know, these, these companies, they can't afford the huge lawsuits because it just puts them out of business.
1: Georgia Trucker is saying that he'd seen a video about a year ago about FN doing tours. And at the end, you could buy a gun at a huge discount. I'm not sure if they're still doing it. That would be interesting.
5: Well, they have a scratch and dent um, thing in the FN factory tour. I uh, I think there's like a scratch and dent room. You could probably buy this. Is that is Standard that here in
1: America? Yeah. Oh my God. I got to find out where that is. Definitely bring like a selfie stick and knock shit over all the time. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, sorry. I'll buy that. I'll
5: buy that one too. Let me look on my gun to find out where it's at.
2: 18 scratch scars, 3509.
6: Sorry. I'll buy it. Fredericksburg, Virginia. To knock over a whole rack full of shit, you know, just like the, the motorcycles, you know, just whack one, have it whack into the next one.
2: No, the trick is you have to have somebody else with you, though, that way, and don't let them know they're with you. That way, they get kicked out and you
6: get the deals.
4: I'll totally be the guy that knocks them over and then you can buy the gun.
6: Yeah, and I'll buy two, and that way you can get one too, right?
4: Exactly. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to get kicked out. I can sell it.
1: All right, quit the easy. Out of state, weird straw purchase felony scam, flip, slip and fall arrangements. Let's move on. Oh, you mean Tulsa?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, so we're watching the uh, chat over on Gun Channels. GunChannels.com is a community, it was built five years ago by us and uh, has been run cons- that whole time. By the uh, ger- generosity of a couple of people. Uh, there's hardly any ads over there. There's not very much cost, so we don't bug you about any of that. You can be a member or you can join for free. Thousands of people are free members. Hundreds of people use the site every day. Dozens of people use it constantly. And there's almost, well, I should say, there's dozens of people online almost always. And uh, we have live conversations happening concurrently. Uh, there are. Uh, pro- uh, I'm trying to say scheduled shows that uh, are live that happen in the evenings like this one and uh, conversations that will open up for anyone who wants to join in and be part of a live conversation about guns in a room like this or uh, in a text chat outside. And um, you're welcome to join us over there. That's where we're watching the chat. This show, the Daily Gun Show, is an effort to use the new media, use the interactive media Parts of the uh, platforms like we have to uh, keep these conversations not just the whatever we have eight people in this room, but the uh, people that are joining us uh, out from the rest of the country as well. And uh, we appreciate the people that are using the chat out there to be part of this conversation. And with that in mind, I'm looking to see what somebody said out here. Uh, Nate saying it would be sick to tour the Beretta USA plant in Tennessee. Well, I didn't know it was in Tennessee. Has anyone ever done that? By now, you would think if that's a possible thing, someone would have done it. Tennessee's right in the middle of everybody. Has anyone ever seen a Beretta USA factory tour?
3: They offered a tour, um, what was it, four or five months before they opened to the media and a few other people. But as far as what I could find online, they don't
1: offer tours currently. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of nice if you are creating content like Clover, who is out there and doesn't jump in for some reason. Um or any of you guys who are creating content um that's kind of not necessarily a free ticket, but at least it's certainly at least you can get a phone call or two and get get them at least curious and uh well, we've already talked about it, but I've had pretty decent success So unless you're you know have just a bad interaction with them more than likely you'll get a tour and um one way to do it, I guess would be to suggest to them that you'll do the um Whatever you do like a video or photographs or whatever and show it to them first so that they can uh, have you edit or uh, pass on it completely so that, that way they know there's no you know no wild card they're not gonna get a video that shows some you know something important up on the internet or something
6: we should we should do that at Tulsa what's that you know how we we always go to museums and stuff we ought to go to a gun manufacturer okay we got like eight of them right in Tulsa.
1: Which one's over in Tulsa now? So I know well, about sure,
6: sure shot's out there.
1: Sure shot. Yeah. Sure.
6: Well, like, I'm just, I'm just wondering if maybe, you know, if we could pick one that, that people found interesting. And I, I'd be happy to make a call and find out if we can get a small group in.
1: Yeah. Um, Tromix is uh, a cool dude. And I don't know what there would be to look at. He's just a big machine shop, with, like a big room with his stuff kind of around the perimeter um But if there's, I don't know. And then the nice thing about going with man, to a manufacturer is a lot of times they'll take a bunch of their stuff out and shoot it. You know, they either have a facility there or they'll take you to a range like we went to, and you know, they, they could join us out there with a bunch of their stuff, and that would be neat.
6: Well, like I said, just a thought, you know, if we could, I mean, it doesn't have to be Tulsa. Maybe there's other bigger places in Oklahoma that, that are not that far away that people might be interested in. And, you know, it might be fun to, you know, get a get a a you know a tour together for like 10 or 15 people. That would be neat.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to think of the ones I've been in. I mean, there's certainly some that could handle 15, but they're, I don't know, some of them are too small. Like they would soon, you know, you wouldn't be able to get 15 people through and still be able to hear and stuff. And then, as far as, like, how many people would you think the company would want for 15 people walking through their place? Maybe three people keeping an eye on everybody? Yeah, go ahead.
4: What was the place that Guns was just talking about? Is that something you guys would want to tour?
1: I don't know. You said you... Went, went there is it a large enough place to i mean i don't think we're 15 is kind of optimistic anyway i mean that's if everybody's wife showed up and we all decided to show up when you guys were at the museum this last time it was more like three or four people right uh,
2: we had six i think but yeah
6: well i just remember that april was you know when Big, we yeah. that's when we had like 34 people i mean that was a lot of people but, I, mean, I know November is kind of a tough time at Tulsa, but but April it would be. And I mean, I'd, I'd be willing to come in a day early, you know, like I did the, the rain shoot and everything. So, you know, if, if we're going to do something like that, I would definitely uh, whatever it took, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, and you're talking, if you're talking like doing it on a Wednesday or a Thursday anyway, then that's already people can afford to show up that much early. So, you know, it's not going to be the full number of people. I mean, I can probably come in a day early, too. So when you went to that place, I um, know I'm thinking a Roosted. Roosted went to that place. I mean, obviously it doesn't work for Tulsa, but would that have been a place that 15 people could mill around and walk through? Is it spacious enough, I guess? The
3: storefront itself would be pretty crowded with 15 people in it. Um, as far as manufacturer goes, I don't remember the name of the other city they're in, but they just opened a, new manufacturer plant and doubled down on all his uh, machining equipment so they could keep up with demand so i could you know probably try and make some arrangements like i said i'm, I'm kind of working on that see if i can get in there
1: marco jumped in are you going to add something mark goes out and i don't know if we've everybody we got angelina jumping in from california uh, we have Cycle Camp jumping in from Connecticut. Marco just jumped in here from Maryland. We've got uh, um, Gary coming in from Kansas. Pink joined us from Ohio. we got Woods again from Pacific Northwest, Roosted's up in Minnesota, Snobs in Oklahoma. I'm down here in Arizona. And feel free if you're out there in the chat. Again, this is an interactive effort here. Where are you from? We're listening from, where are you commenting from? But uh, Marco, why'd you jump in? You got something to throw in, manufacturers?
7: Yeah, no, I mean, like it, it's it's de- that like, it's really touchy and feely. Like, which ones you can get into. Um, so, some will claim Itar and not let you in. Like, I have a really, really good personal relationship with Geisley, and I can't even get into Geisley. Um, and I asked them just if I can get into their cafeteria, and they still won't let me in there. So, um, but yeah, I mean, and, and they claim things like Itar. But then, for example, I can get into LWRCI, and they're definitely involved in ITAR, and I can't even – and, like, I was welcome to go in there specifically to the manufacturing part. So, they, like, everyone's touching Philly as far as how they want to do it. I mean, Geisley has a specific reason. I found out later why it is that they don't let anybody in there, but they have the reason. It's a pretty good one, too. So, um, But probably the coolest one that I've been to, I'd have to say it's Atlantic Firearms. Cause they like as soon as you walk into like it, and it's a really small operation, and it's funny because their address is like what they post on public as far as their address is nowhere near where they are. They're like on the other side of
1: town. Um, that happens a lot with places like that. But they're like an importer and distributor. So yeah, they're when you say small, not physically or no, like they're physically money wise, but just like not a lot of people for the infrastructure.
7: Both both like honestly like i mean atlantic atlantic firearms being one of the, like i guess the largest after century arm probably like the largest uh ak distributor slash importer in the country i would say or just the biggest seller of ak's like it's it's a decent it's a warehouse maybe the size of a house maybe like i don't know 1500 square feet you know, and, and it's pallets on pallets on pallets, but it's not a massive, like, Coca-Cola industry, like, conveyor belt type thing that, I, don't, I mean, I don't know if you've ever been to Brownells. I haven't been to Brownells, but I've seen people that have visited and get to see, like, you know, the whole distribution
1: center. the Brownells place on the highway and, like, seen it from the outside. I think I got, I don't think I posted the video, but I've got video, like, to show. Brownells is pretty big. You could fit two or three Brownells inside a sportsman's guide, though. No, I mean, but
7: like, I've seen people that go into like the warehouse part of Brownells where, like, it's like a UPS shipping, like, you know, with conveyor belts and all that stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, No, but Atlantic Arms to me is just the coolest because as soon as you walk in there, it is two walls, L shaped, and they literally have every gun that they've ever carried or sold on the wall.
1: So that's pretty cool. I wish more places would do stuff like that and then share that with people because I've been to a, a couple of rooms like that where they'll. And then, like, um, Holster and other, like, optics places, they'll just have, like, a bunch of guns that they need for whatever, testing and pictures and stuff. I've seen some incredible, like, rooms of guns that are, like, companies' collections and stuff. Yeah, they're missing massive opportunities sometimes.
7: Yeah, I mean, but they're they're not open to the public. I mean, like, they specifically list their address on the opposite side of town just so people won't know where they are.
1: Yeah, I've, tar, I've run into ITAR before. In fact, I've gone to whole tours because I knew the people, I guess, you know. So we went in and toured, you can see stuff, and then we were taking pictures. But I ended up being able to use maybe like a, a quarter of my pictures because they were just taking pictures of too many parts, too many processes and stuff that, you know, ITAR fans like foreigners can't see some of that stuff, I guess.
7: Yeah, so when I went to, uh, so when I went to LWRCI, the funny thing like I was like hey guys you know like I'm in town because they're actually like on the way to the beach uh basically like you know, like, if you live in the DC metro area they're on the way to Ocean City Maryland and um I was like hey you know I'm on the way to the beach so I'll be driving by in the middle of the day let me know uh, like you know, like if I can stop by and they, and they call me back and they're like yeah we'd love for you to come by duh, 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 duh. and I'm thinking okay let me get my camera ready I'm gonna take all these pictures duh, 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 duh. I take a picture of the front logo of the sign outside and... I walk inside. They're like, okay, give me all your camera gear, <laughs> like your phones. Every, I couldn't have any form of communication. Like I couldn't communicate. I couldn't take pictures. I couldn't do anything. But they let me, they're like, pick that up. You can do whatever you want. I'm like, what's the point of me being here if I can't take content? You know, so I, it's, it's for the most part, like if you can tour a factory, expect not to be able to create
1: content off of it. If it's an international dealer. Right. But it's the experience and then being able to put that in perspective.
7: Yeah.
5: it was the one that we were going to be able to tour up at uh, TriggerCon? Marco. Hey. We had to have, I, like, era.
7: Okay. You either had to be military already or, or have, like, some type of background check. And I was like, I really don't care. It but yeah, like, it, it, it's funny because some are open to the public. Some some will some will like you know like if you have a previous relationship with them if they wanted to work with you in the past uh, but like what Angelina said earlier it, it's like you won't know until you ask and you'll be surprised I mean like you'll be surprised who will say yes to you so fucking ask.
1: So, Pancakes is asking if you're going to the thing in Pennsylvania.
7: Mm-hmm. Uh, right. The the Great American Outdoor Show yeah I go for every year.
1: That's like an hour and a half away from me.
6: Is that near here's place?
1: It's yeah. in Pennsylvania. Where is it
7: at? Harrisburg, the capital. It's it's the farm and trade show is what it's known as, but it has like its own firearms like wing. It's like 90% like camping, fishing, safari, trailers, camping, like, and all that outdoorsy stuff. And it's like 10% guns, but it's it's a really big convention. I'd say it's about as big as, like, the downstairs shot show. But you have a lot of bigger equipment there, so it's not as many.
1: Multiple buildings, or is it all in
7: one big building? Oh, no, it's multiple buildings, because they're all, like, like intertwined. And they have, like, archery stuff.
1: <clears throat> they do, like, yeah, archery the stuff. They started doing that in, like, 11 or 12, I think. And then in 13, they're like, oh, well, let's not do guns anymore. And they pulled all black rifles from it. And everybody said, Well, we're not going to it anymore and then the NRA took it over. Yeah. Now it's got guns again. Yeah, so it is an NRA sponsored show. And now it's like a hybrid where there's manufacturers set up like at an NRA show from what I understand, but you can also buy. So it's like a gun show slash or is it just a trade show?
7: Uh, you can I mean like you can buy accessories and stuff, but like like no one's set up there to FFL anything out to you.
1: Oh, okay. So it's not like a
7: gun show. No, it's not like a gun show. And like I said, like, I mean, I, I, I'm not, I, I couldn't even measure it in square foot. Like, like I said, it's probably like the size of downstairs shot show, just to give you a perspective of it. But maybe the actual gun portion is like uh, a little bit smaller than the law enforcement room. You know, like that room that you walk into before you walk into like the big upstairs place. Like where like the SWAT yeah,
1: The main saw, enforcement uh, room where that big yellow safe is half the time.
7: Yes, so it's maybe a little bit smaller than that.
1: That's, that's substantially place. smaller than like NRA. Did you go to the NRA Carry Expo thing? Nah, I never went with that. I don't know how big a scale that is either.
7: It got canceled one year. Like like the first year, I was thinking about going for it, and I think the second year it got canceled because of the weather. I think
6: it got moved or something because of
1: the rain. It was too. Cold.
7: Oh, no, That it was actually like in Virginia somewhere, and I think it was like the hurricane that was supposed to hit.
6: So would, would most of the guns at the Pennsylvania thing would be uh, new stuff?
7: Oh yeah, I mean, but it's just not that many manufacturers. Like Remington is there, Aimpoint and Eotech have a booth, but like compared to NRA, like they have like three rifle scopes up, and that's it. Oh, it's really abbreviated. But I mean, like it, it's like this: it's worth a day trip. Like if I had to go there and get a hotel, I wouldn't do it. But for a day trip, it's worth it. you have fun.
6: Well, I'm a camper, too, so I might I might get something out of it. How far away is it from you? Well, I can get to the Ohio border of Pennsylvania in about six and a half hours.
7: Yeah, well, oh, so It's high. not too
6: bad. Okay. And Harrisburg's a hell of a lot closer than that.
7: No, Harrisburg is, like, really close to Maryland.
6: Yeah. That'd yeah, be three
5: hours off of that. Yeah. Do you um, go to it, Pink? No, it's, it'd be... It'd be, like, five yeah, yeah, it'd be about five hours from now. It well, wouldn't be as long as driving to the uh, bullpup shoot like I did, but I'm always working whenever that's going on. All right,
0: please, well... Do we have a uh, a gun show or a gun
1: shop of the day, say, or no? Why don't we let the gun channels chat pick who's going to pick the gun shop so you can see who's in here and start seeing some votes, and we'll see. So we asked before who lives where, and let's see what anybody said. Nothing. We said nothing. Nope, nope. See, uh, Nate says South Carolina. And that's it. We have one viewer from South Carolina.
7: The one thing I would suggest, though, if anyone wants to go to the Great American Outdoor Show, try to go during the week because everyone like it's it's a ten day show. Which is funny, it's probably one of the longer running shows out there. Um, you can do the whole firearm section in a day. That's why I said you know if you can get down there for a day trip, it's worth it because um, the room is relatively small. But um, I would not go on the weekend because it's just so packed, and then the fire—it's it, more—it it becomes more condensed than sh- than trying to maneuver through shot show. If you go like, on a Saturday or Sunday, it's it's to me it's just not worth doing because at that point at that point it gets hard to create content. There's constantly it's it's way too much, and then there, it's like a, it's open to the public, so like you got people with strollers, people with strollers and backpacks, mm-hmm. bags of like catalogs. I try to go during the week. Uh, strollers are the worst, kid. Nah, no, know,
6: backpacks are worse.
7: You got to realize this happens in February on the East Coast in Pennsylvania. So everyone's wearing like their triple extra large, like, like they just came in from hunting. So it's like their triple extra large hunting jacket and, you know, backpack and stroller and fucking just like bags of like, brochures. I'm like, oh, God, God, away.
0: Oh, sounds awful.
2: Ghost just toured a factory. He may have something to add on factory tours.
8: On what No. On factory tours.
2: We were talking about factory tours. I said, you just toured yeah. a factory. You may have something to add. I'll throw you under the bus.
8: Yeah, I was at Walther, and it's a it's a really cool factory. But like Marco said, I mean, um, I spent a couple hours there, but I was only able to film probably ten minutes of it max because we go into the production line because they're producing the twenty nineteen line of Walther right now. So he made me leave my camera and stuff out the door. I put my phone in this box, and we went to the armor, uh, the gunsmith room, and had to leave my gun uh, my cameras outside of it so basically I was allowed to see their warehouse, their distribution line and their media room where they create their own videos and all of that. That was basically all that I was allowed the video which is cool because I got to see all of it but I wasn't able to, to, to uh, you know create any content for it but and you're talking pro- pro- proprietary things you're talking about production lines that haven't been released to the public yet. You know, I understand what they're saying. So I mean, I got to see it, it was really cool. I, I wish I would have been able to show more, but I um, mean you know, I obviously understand why you can't do that.
7: The funny thing when I when I toured uh, Atlantic Firearms, the one thing they asked me to do was not take any pictures that included any windows in the building. Nothing that I could actually identify the building. They were like, I can take pictures of all the product that I want, all the stacks of guns that I want. But nothing that showed a door or a window or something that or or any outside part of the building.
8: Yeah, I, I jumped in kind of like in the middle of what you were talking about earlier, Marco. But I was assuming for some of these international importers and all that. I mean, that's that's probably pretty standard, is it not?
1: I would think over so, just for security and stuff, yeah, exactly. All right, I'm setting up my um thing here for the uh the giveaway thing here. So, Coast, you and uh Clover have uh, an announcement you guys just did before this show. What's going on mm-hmm. with all this? All this yeah,
8: stuff? we um, yeah, we. We're doing a, a, a sweepstakes. We're going to call it a sweepstakes because you two doesn't like the word giveaway. But we are giving away a Charles Daly uh, field model 20-gauge automatic or semi-automatic, semi-automatic shotgun. And it's not just that. We've got uh, several companies that have jumped in to throw some different accessories and some different goodies and all that. And, um, you know, you go to my channel. We did a live show. There's links in there. Over on GunStreamer on Facebook, all of that. There's a link somewhere you can go to register and all that. There's certain things you can do, but it's basically clicking a mouse. And we will run another live show next Friday at nine central, and we will announce the need to do a, a, a live drawing of the winner. So uh, we want to do it Friday because we have to have it in the mail by Monday to get it to you by Christmas. So you will get it by Christmas.
1: That's very cool. And like you guys said, it's neat that you guys are able to uh, do something like that, share freedom at the holiday.
8: Yeah, that's kind of what we're saying is we're, we're going to give a little the gift of freedom for Christmas. So
2: We're going to uh, start calling Clover and Ghost Little Yankees. You know, I wish I,
8: you know, there's a part of Yankee that I wish I was. Uh, and, and that is the dude gives away anywhere from six to eight firearms a month. And that I would love to be there. I mean, that's just amazing. People, people can say and think what they want to about Yankee, but the fact that he's given six to eight guns at a month to people is truly uh, an awesome part of this community.
2: Yeah. And I mean, yes, some of it, you know, some people are his patrons just because of that, but a lot of them were his patrons before he started doing that. So he's really given up his own money, truthfully.
6: Yeah, Thanks, for man. sure. Yeah, the man walks the walk. There ain't no question about it.
8: Yeah, you may not like some of the things you said, but you're talking about a supporter of the Second Amendment. He is definitely walking the talk and, like you said, putting his money where his mouth is.
5: Well, it looks like the chat's wanting Gizzard to... uh Pick the uh, gun shop.
1: Oh, oh. I got in the boat for it.
8: Why did I get singled out for that? Because I thought you were asleep. Yeah, they thought you were asleep. And they wanted you to wake up. No, I ain't asleep. But we've only got one gun shop in this area, and it's already been featured a couple times. <laughs> well, we're
1: yeah, featured. We, or did I you go to any when you were in Tulsa? Gun shops? Mm-hmm. No.
2: Did not go into any gun shops.
0: Okay.
1: So we got 12 orders over there. So am I screen sharing yet? No. Screen sharing this random page over here. I'll change this to 12. I was going to ask Marco to do it, but let me double check who ain't in this. How about pink? Top or bottom? Bottom. (coughs) So, what we're doing here is this giveaway for all this stuff over here. And 12 different people uh, ordered from the store today. Really do um, appreciate that. That is how we keep our stuff going. And uh, so we took those 12, we're giving them a thing here. You said from the bottom, so I'm doing it off screen there so that people's privacy stays. Boom, six from the bottom. One, two, three, four, five, six, Dave. If I can tell from the email who that might be. Uh-oh, I think I do, I know exactly who that is. So if we go over here to the gun channel side, Oh, he's not over here today. So seven wonders. I think he's over on the gun channel side or on the YouTube side. Seven wonders won it. So all of this loot right here is going to this dude right here. Boom! Thank you very much, and thanks everybody for uh, purchasing stuff today. Speaking of purchasing, right. I noticed this is in in the store now. These are. It sick. is. I already have one on the way to me. I'm assuming, or a couple of them.
0: Um, there might be probably sometime this week. But yeah, those are shipping, uh, shipping now.
1: Are these one inch squares? No.
0: No, they're two and a half, two and a half high. Very cool.
1: That didn't take very long. We were just talking about these the other day.
0: Yeah, and they, um, I mean, they're not too big and they're, I don't know, the yellow turned out, like, perfect. Like, I'm super happy with the yellow.
1: Yeah, they're pretty cool. And these are available over at the Allen Anchor store right now. Not like you have to wait or anything. Buy these. They're coming to you Monday or Tuesday. Right on. Well, again, thanks for people who purchased stuff over at the store. I don't know what else I had open here. Oh, I had this open. So I was going to show you what we're talking about. Ghost talked about this. Uh, sweepstakes or whatever they're talking about and I only did a couple of them here but show you how easy it is You just take this link right here and follow it by clicking on it that's how the internet works and then you'll be at this page I already clicked a couple of them you can see but like if you go follow ghost on gun channels right what do you know I'm already following them so boom magic of clover's Coding or whatever. Boom. Let's go find out. I'm not going to do Facebook. You can do Facebook on your own. So let's go follow them on Instagram. Follow on Instagram. Boom. Already knows I'm following. Boom. Got a little check mark. So let's follow Ghost. Hey, what do you know? I'm following them already. Boom. Got a check mark. So every time you do one of these check marks, right, these are giving you little entries or whatever. So I imagine if I Click somewhere right here. It'll tell me I'm up to 11 out of a possible 137. That's pretty cool. So uh, go in there. You can follow places like the people that Ghost said were working with them, and follow them on the various uh, uh, what platforms, and then their websites. And then finally, you can tell other people about it. It's kind of a neat way to uh, get extra chances to be part be part of it all, right? And you said this is next Sunday night
8: next friday next friday going for one week yeah one week because we had to we we had to go and figure out through the shipping companies what was the last day to get it to them to get it there guaranteed by christmas and it's it's saturday but the the, he's got an ffl that's going to ship it for us he says he needs it there the day before which means we have to get to him by saturday to mail it out on monday so yeah actually i think he's actually going to take it to him on friday and then just call him on Saturday and give him the name and address. But he's going to go ahead and take it to the FFL on Friday.
1: And it sounds like then next Free Patch Friday will be my last chance to get stuff out there too.
8: Yeah, I mean they they basically said to get it out guaranteed by Christmas would be Monday.
1: Right now. So just to FYI, people that ordered before my mail lady went by at about five PM, all that stuff already went out today, and I don't remember. Actually, go look right here. Um, Which one was it? This one? No, it was. Yep, his already's left. So I did that because uh, I didn't want everybody else to wait. So I guess six other people had already ordered by the time the mail came. So uh, their stuff didn't wait for Seven Wonders to win, and uh, that's why I did that. I figured. uh, Sure, it cost I think, seven bucks extra to send it to them, but that's what it's all about so people can get their stuff. They don't have to wait around for tomorrow to uh, so get the stuff shipped to them. So, again, thanks, everybody, for participating there. Um, did, what, we, what did we end up with as far as a gun shop tonight?
0: Gary yeah, was a shammer. Yeah.
1: How <laughs> about a museum? Let's do a museum. So uh, what museum do I want to do?
5: Uh, how about this one?
1: Sounds good. So I'm going to click on the pink screen. This is, uh, when we drove back after the castle, coming back towards Tucson, or actually towards the Gun Rights Policy Conference last year. Yeah. Uh,
5: The National Museum of the U.S. Air Force. We even had a flyover. We scheduled a flyover for gun channels. Mm Mm-hmm.
8: That's when you know you got full right there.
1: I'm like we're probably going to be here sometime in the afternoon. Just start flying an SR seventy one over. Like that.
5: <laughs> yep. So we um, got a good. We figure. had a had a whole parking lot to ourselves. So they cornered, you know, cornered it off to uh, just allow us in there.
6: It's always best. If you better fly an SR seventy one, nobody'll notice.
1: We <laughs> <laughs> like them to fly really low. It's really dangerous, but it's worth it for the picture. Yeah, this is pretty cool, though. So you come in and it's. It's not really, it is on the base, but it's not on the base. So you don't have to go through all kinds of um, background checks and everything. There's just too many people going to that museum. And uh, so you're on the base, but you're in this little section of it. And once you get into the museum portion there, I imagine there must be some events that use all that parking lot, but there wasn't when we were there. There was only barely anybody using the front little parking lot. So we went around back there and had the whole back to ourselves. Didn't we do the Daily Gun Show from there? Yeah. Yeah. So this is the Air Force Museum and it's in what Dayton, Ohio. Yes. And it's pretty much well it's an Air Force base where like uh all the aliens were taken before they invented Area 51. So it's kind of cool. There's all kinds of other conspiracies happening there. But uh Besides the base, the museum part is what like four or five of these giant hangars that yeah. are inside of here, and uh, they're all connected. They're all right next to each other, and then some giant thermos-looking thing that they put these missiles in now. But uh you don't even have to go outside anymore. It's awesome. Like this, it's a huge thing. I mean, you're going to be walking forever, but it's all inside. Let me, have a Let me stand next to that thing. Yeah, yeah, we should. Used yeah, to the uh, ones from, we kind of ran in, I wanted to see, because they moved the missiles, and I was looking to find the Hobgoblin, a little plane that comes out of an out of the uh, B-29, and they didn't have it anywhere. They hid it, threw it away. And then we've got Titan two out here, so I always like to look at a Titan II, because we don't, they have one but it's in the silo out here so you really it's hard to know how big it actually is because you're at the bottom of a nine-story silo looking up at it i think it's more impressive You want just sitting there in a big giant room like this yeah it's the titan 2 there 40 megaton intercontinental ballistic missile we have 18 of them in tucson there's 18 of them where ghost lives it's a whole other story right and then there's 18 of them in kansas so one day i'll be able to go up and see all those I've been, I've had stepped foot on at least 20-something of them, and, you know, all kinds of neat stories. Titan IIs are awesome.
5: But it was definitely interesting to go see. I I I wish we could spend more time there. That's one thing.
1: Yeah, for sure. It's definitely a museum you need a day, I would say, if not more. If you're into airplanes, you'll want more.
5: Now, you were
8: talking about that little plane that dropped out from the B-29. Is, was that the one that Jaeger broke the sound barrier with, that little orange one? Is that what you were talking about?
6: Oh, no. That was the X-1.
8: X-1? Okay, I couldn't remember which one that was. I can find a
6: picture of it. Those Titans look really cool, but I'm sure we don't have any of those in Connecticut because they would be considered assault missiles. <laughs>
1: So this guy here is, what was the name of that airplane? The B-29, right? Or is the B-29 or one with the, all the engines, the big one?
8: Which one was the Flying Fortress? Was that the B... That the two? 52 was the Fortress. The, 50, the 52 was a Fortress? Okay. I think so. I'm not sure which one was um, which, but...
1: No, this isn't it. Let me go back to the wiki. So, uh, basically, it's this little... Uh, it's a picture. Let me go back to the pictures to look at it. So, it's this little tiny jet fighter. Right? It looks all tiny and whatnot. And it folds all up. Kind of like that little bomber in uh, that one James Bond movie where he comes out of the horse's butt. Here's a, di- a dude standing next to it. So, it's this little tiny jet. And... The idea was that it was going to pop out of a bomb bay and be like a jet assistance to a bomber if it got needed it, I guess. And they had this giant, goofy contraption to get it out of there because they were just kind of testing it or whatever. So the idea would be that you'd have this bomber and it could drop a little fighter jet out to be its backup or its, what do you call them?
8: minute. What do you mean? what's interesting i had never heard of
1: that before so ideally it was supposed to be under this guy what's this thing b-29 b-36 what the hell's the name of the moment the four props and or six props and four engines or four jets
0: the 17.
1: no 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 bigger than that okay. uh, i opening yeah
6: up. i was mistaken the the uh the uh, flying fortress was to be 17.
1: B30, yeah. B-36, it's the biggest plane we ever actually ever used, the Peacemaker B-36. The idea was to throw uh, the little hopgoblin out of the, bomb bay, the nuclear intercontinental strategic bomber. It was kind of just a thing that you know wasn't going to go anywhere. They were just probably testing feasibility or something. Anyway, this little tiny jet used to sit next to the thing at the museum, and they've thrown it away. I don't know what they did with it. It ain't there.
5: But and they the, said they moved it. They uh, were doing something to it. They moved it. Yeah, they put it somewhere.
1: Because the guy kept telling us, oh, it's back there. So we're walking around endlessly looking for it. But it's a big museum, so it's easy to I guess to walk past something, I suppose. It's
8: a big museum in a small plane.
1: Definitely a small plane. I, fi- I, I did
6: find it, if you're interested. Okay. So the Goblin was a McDonald XS-85 and it was intended to be deployed through the Convair B-36 as a parasite fighter. So that's that's quite an interesting little weird-ass plane.
8: I've never even heard of it, but that's cool.
6: Yeah, it's XF-85, and it came out of the Convair B-36 bomber. And they also was... uh, Looking to be uh carried by the northrop x p thirty five as well i guess the x p thirty obviously if it has an x in front of it, it ain't real yet it's a it's experimental but that that is that's a weird looking little plane the fighter is just strange looking it looks like looks like somebody cut half the plane off
1: mm-hmm. and it looks all squished it was just awesome that yeah just- yeah. And they put it, B-36 is our biggest bomber. Like, we made it at the end of the Cold War to drag nukes around before we figured out how to just throw nukes around by themselves. So it's this huge, huge, huge plane. It's got three props, three propellers driving it from the back, pushing it. And then you've got four jets on each one, or Four jets totally, I guess, I don't remember. A whole bunch of jets and a whole bunch of props because it was too much to even push up off the ground full of stuff. So it's this crazy giant bomber. And they'd run around in, like, Alaska because they were for, like, bombing Russia, right? So just a goofy plane, and, yeah, they would have this giant plane, which is the biggest plane ever, inside a hangar, and then underneath its wingspan, along with, like, World War II bombers, can fit underneath each wing of this big guy. There's this little tiny thing, and it almost looks like a bomb, and you get up close to it, and, like, nope, it's a little parasitic fighter that goes up inside of this thing, and that's about the coolest thing you can imagine when you're a little kid. Into airplanes, and you see the biggest airplane we ever made, and this little experimental tiny airplane that goes up inside of it. And they moved it so kids can't even experience that. Hopefully, they put it back. Yeah, they say we need a hobgoblin patch.
8: well oh, that would be a pretty cool patch. I'm not gonna lie.
1: There's a guy, I can't remember the name of him now. I should probably. Bomber Patches is the name of him. He, when we first built gun channels. I was in the patch game and still trying to decide if I should buy a machine or not to sew more. Um, He does basically like, I don't know what to call them. They're kind of like unit patches, like Air Force unit patches, but they're kind of parodies also. But not like absurd or anything. They're kind of just funny for like Air Force guys. Um, And he gave me a whole bunch of stuff sort of like to help get gun channels going. And I still have a couple of those Uh, laying around here and there, but we had them on the uh, patch wall when we were doing the the daily tactical quiz and stuff, and uh, there are some people that do some plane stuff, and then I've seen some people that just do planes. You guys have seen the like A-10 that's kind of like a cartoony A-10, kind of all, uh, what's that word when they kind of warp the perspective to make it look like a Bugs Bunny cartoon or something? No. Anyway, I've seen some airplane patches out there. So the thing is, the Air Force was the first one to have Velcro on their uniforms. Like, the rest of us were all sewing everything constantly. And the Air Force, I don't know why, they always their, their jumpsuits always had Velcro on them. So their patches were the first I ever saw in the middle of the 80s with Velcro on them. And, like, Velcro was just like a pilot's thing. So anyway, I'm guessing they've probably played around with patches a lot longer than the rest of us. Plus pilots are constantly like that's the kind of thing you trade, right? You go fly with somebody, you trade your unit patches. So, anyway, I bet you they're way into it, some
8: Yeah, that would have been cool. <clears throat> I wish we had patches back when the time that I was in the Marines. That would have been kind of cool to trade patches with.
1: All right, so they're over here saying something. Let's see.
0: Oh, yes.
1: So, Winston. Yeah, thank you very, 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 very much for posting that. Uh, this Sunday here, so this is horrible. This is freaking horrible. J. M. Davis Museum. So J. M. Davis was a guy had one of the largest, if not the largest, private collection of firearms in the planet or the world, at least this is the United States, and uh, shared that with people at his hotel. When he was getting older, he made an agreement with the state of Oklahoma that he would give them his collection and they would hold it in the word perpetuity. They would hold it and make it available to people free of charge. And Sunday, they're going to auction off how many millions of dollars worth of their guns in Dallas. So we just barely heard about this from what, Pink? Somebody told us about this like maybe a week ago. That not Dano, I think. No, Dano heard it from somebody who posted it on gun channels. So it was either Dead Horse. I thought it was you, but it might have been Dead Horse. Somebody found out about it. Maybe it was somebody found out about it. Maybe let's give it a credit to Daniel. He'll just take the credit. And um, I think it's horrible. I think it's atrocious. I think it's sad. But what are we going to do? It's already happening. We didn't even know about it until it's already scheduled. So, I mean, Texas is fine and everything. But has anybody ever heard of this auction house they're doing it with? Why aren't they doing it with Rock Island? It's right. Massive, has a massive marketing thing. Just, just, I just saw a post that they had their biggest auction ever. Was it a $75 million auction? or something, like Guinness Book of World Record auction or something?
8: So, when you... I wasn't there, obviously, in November for Wanamaker, but Snob was there. Did they happen to... Obviously, they didn't have anything posted or mentioned. Oh, we talked about it
2: there. Yeah, we talked about it with him. What? I didn't hear
1: about it then.
2: Why didn't me? relay the rest of us? I don't know. I guess I haven't been in any chats about it. But, uh, yeah, they talked about it with us. They said, basically, it's just stuff that they're having to pay storage on. That they don't need. But see, all this comes from the embezzlement stuff and all that from back that started in like 0205, whenever it happened. All it all starts back there with lawsuits and all this between them and the state and the former curator. And somehow or another out of the settlement came. They had to sell so much so many guns and quit having that storage, basically, because there was a lot of mismanagement of funds by the former curator.
1: See, this is an individual who's ruining it for everybody, and it almost seems like there's at least uh, no effort to make it transparent, and I'm not going to go so far as to say they're hiding anything, but I certainly don't like any of this. Sounds bad to me. So um, I'm more for raising money and putting a second floor on the place and displaying all those extra guns. There's no such thing as an extra gun. I want to see some new displays with better glass and different type of arrangements, right? If they've got... Six extra cowboy guns. I want to see a different kind of, you know, have some fun with that. You know, I don't know, maybe some interactive stuff upstairs. But if their issue is that they don't have enough room for it, that's why they make second floors and third floors, right?
6: Yeah, you could definitely have a different theme where duplicate guns would still fit in that theme, and that that would be kind of cool.
1: I mean, if these got so many guns, let's there's too many extra guns. Guns of Colt, right? Eras of Colt, then great, and then uh, you can have like gamblers guns right or cowboy guns or whatever era it is guns of the detectives guns of whatever like let's start come on there's got to be ways give give us a list we'll figure out displays right um so anyway it's discouraging but what are we going to do we are not yet motivated or mobilized to a point where we can do anything about it unfortunately i'd like to think that At least there's some other people besides myself out there, and I know a couple of you have the same mindset. That it'd be great if we got to a point or when we get to a point where this kind of thing, you know, is as soon as it's on the radar, we're all aware of it. You know, minds are thinking about it and solutions are found so that they don't have to make a desperate decision like that. see, See, the
2: way Jason talked about it, he was, you know, and I don't know, maybe it was just, you know, that, but they were like happy to be able to. They wanted to be able to, the foundation did. To have that extra money on top of what they've already get to do a bunch of upgrades. So I mean they were happy about it acting like because they said these are guns that had no significance to the collection whatsoever. A lot of a lot of them are law enforcement donated guns and stuff that, you know, aren't necessarily valuable guns is what he was saying. Yeah, Pink, you got the link.
6: Number one, they are valuable.
2: They're millions of dollars. In- yeah, but I mean compared to some.
5: Yeah, it was on the front page, Dano posted it. I read I mean, that. there was it no, mean knuckle duster.
1: auction you guys were looking at the auction in knives chat or in your chat earlier pink did it yeah copy. but um those were certainly some neat looking guns i saw at least some kind of nazi gun in there that everybody drools over right it was next to that uh knuckle duster that dano was drilling over and or knives was drilling over and dano saw that chicago uh you know those round chicago guns bomb um, pistol Um, There's some neat stuff in there definitely enough stuff that could be displays. So uh, So what I guess what I was saying though is it'd be nice to get to the point where we're all mobilized and and Interested enough that when this kind of stuff comes along we come up with some alternatives crowdfunding uh, Participation through you know industry or whatever it might be to Provide them with whatever cash they might need or whatever museum it might be to not have to sacrifice firearms, right? But uh, in this case, since there's not much we can do before Sunday, uh, I'm going to go live on Sunday and watch the auction, right? So anybody that's interested, we'll do that on the gun website's channel, and we'll follow along. Oh, Fink's got some of the auction stuff up here. Yeah.
6: <laughs> yeah, if I could get a 1921 Johnson for a reasonable price, man, I'd really be into that.
1: Now, How awesome is this? They're selling them with the inventory tags from the J.M. Davis collection. So you'll get them with those little brass things that look like a squish pen. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. So it is gonna be neat. We're gonna be watching the auction live on Sunday. We'll just sit here for eight hours or however long it takes to uh, join in. So grab some popcorn and uh, what time does it start? That's a good question, Pink.
6: I'm looking let's see. Didn't say. I mean I've I've been on I've been on a couple of RIA auctions. Actually, many. I, I've never won a gun, but I have bid on quite a few of them.
2: I've never heard of this auction house, but they say the, they're the world's largest collectibles auctioneer.
6: What's the name of the place? Heritage Auctions. Yeah. Mm, no, I've never heard of them either, but yeah. Yeah, it just has a date. It doesn't have the time.
1: Interesting. Well, we'll, be well right. I'm sure
6: there must be a website out there or something we can grab onto.
1: Yeah, we'll be around so whenever it goes live, we'll be watching. We'll call over there, I'm sure, before, because I'm sure a couple of people are, might be interested. Some of these things have incredibly low bids on them right now, right? Yeah. Yeah,
5: yeah. The, I mean, it, that's why I couldn't understand. Were, I mean, like, you know, $500 for some of these falling block, you know. I mean, even the, um, the palm pistol here, $800. I mean, that's not it. A- that's yeah, like but that.
2: it's also an auction, you know, it might not, nobody's going to oh, bid
1: on it until the ahead. last minute. But there was one that was, I'm trying to find it. That we're just... not looking at a bunch of like 900 of the same Tauruses or like a Smith and Wesson like police trade-in like, pot, you know, arsenal or something. We're looking at a whole bunch of unique, interesting individual guns here. Uh, Weston is saying there's 149 of them. No, I think we got to take the black eye as a community. We, we dropped the ball. This is something that we, especially us, you know, people from Gun Channels and people that are around Tulsa, we, uh, you know, weren't even aware this is all happening, and you know, things don't volumes don't get raised or whatever. That's one of the things that can happen when there's so much stuff going on. So there's no perfect way to do everything, but it would certainly have been nice to have a filter so that this kind of stuff doesn't have to happen in the future. Um, Man, that's all another discussion. But I'm not a big fan of the uh, Buffalo Bill Museum. He had. Uh, well, I've heard some stories about similar things happen at other museums, and it's discouraging when you hope that a museum would be a final resting place for collections and for specific items that are super critical to history. And uh, when they think of them as commodities, and the public, whatever, was market? I guess you know is the biggest funding source and then you know they don't see or don't realize they have opportunity to raise funds elsewhere. Uh, we're going to see less and less of these guns. These can get sold to somebody from like Saudi Arabia who has a billion dollars and doesn't give a shit about all the money it's going to cost to buy these guns and you dump them in a lake. Just like guns.
6: Yeah, I found the uh, I found the tulsaworld.com article about it and all they say is that it's uh... On December 9th, they don't say what time it is either. This really sucks.
2: I'll try to look. If I find it, I'll try to post it because there's been yeah, so I, many. I'd, new I'd be stories. really
6: interested in in, in uh, you know maybe doing a pre. They say there's pre bidding on the web. Well,
2: yeah, we're looking at it. It says one one day, nine hours and twenty eight minutes time left. So that's probably the ending of it. Then
5: yeah. you can bid now. now. Yeah, I, I could have swore I saw, uh, what was it, a Remington Rand, 1911, uh, I was looking at earlier. Yeah, yeah they,
1: you know. we need a rich guy to buy all the guns they're selling and put another museum next door. I think that's a great idea. So if you want, just start paypal and me a lot of money, and I'll start working on this. Did they say someplace in that article what they think these are gonna bring in? Like a million and a half, or am I crazy? They're looking for two mil, yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna need to crowdfund about two and a half mil, because I'm gonna need a nice hotel to the there.
6: <clears throat> Lot number sixty one ninety four. And it's all it's all like they said, they're they're all not quite museum quality guns. Oh my God, there's an Edo period Japanese? Son of a bitch.
8: Well, the hey, thing T, is, I'll, you s- I'll send you the... a check for two and a half million. I'm just asking you, please don't try to cash it.
2: Hold it till he gets all that YouTube money in
6: next week. Well, I'm, I'm good, except that last half a mil. Offers, if the market was doing better. I'd be
1: okay. But yeah, that's Offer. like. Uh, from the last chat, anybody who wants to. Uh, to send more yep.
8: than $10,000 Ghost is going to
6: finance it so you're good to go that's right That's right. $10, oh,
8: was that 000. a magic gift kind of thing? no yeah, he's like $9,000
0: down
8: though. I, well here's the thing if you spend $10,000 on gear websites CloverTech or Ghost Tactical I'll finance it it's not bad terms it's just a net 30 it's really not that bad
6: one <laughs> <laughs> easy payment right Yeah. one <laughs> easy
1: payment We've been watching Shark Tank, so we're pretty savvy now.
8: I still think that the idea of Shark Tank would be awesome. We were oh, talking wait, about. It?
1: Shark
6: Tank oh. tonight? Dang it! Well, yeah, we're not we can do that. It. We can do that next got, week. They got some nice stuff, man. You get
1: a Spencer for five hundred bucks opening bid. So oh, thanks man. again, Weston, for mentioning that. It is something I wanted to talk about today because we are going to do the special thing on Sunday and watch the auction live, if possible. Uh, I imagine we'll do either on this show or on a separate show. We'll look back at some of that stuff because I think it might be an interesting project. Is Wood still in here? I think he'd be interested in something like that or a cycle for sure. But going in and figuring out, like, you know, if some rich guy did buy all those and set them down in front of us and then said sort these, you know, I'll come up with some theoretical collections that we would put in the second floor of the museum. And then uh, something like that as an exercise. But um, I think I will put the... Uh, Shark Tank idea into the schedule coming up. So, one of these. Wouldn't
8: it be cool if one of like the Phillips family from Bartlesville, Oklahoma, went in and bought all that guns for two and a half million dollars, and then donated them back to JM Davis? Wouldn't that be awesome?
0: No,
1: I mean I hear you. Yes, I think that concept would be, but I kind of think it'd be neat to see the museum realize that there's a whole bunch of people that are interested in that. So maybe if they figured they needed two million dollars. Figure out a way to, you know, tell the community they need $2 million, have it be raised, and then, you know, put up a second floor, like I say, with maybe something like a studio or, you know, every single day there's like a staff person brings a gun in and, you know, makes it available online. And, you know, they start to put their collection online and instead of looking for how they can sacrifice to make do, instead, you know, use the resources of the community to not need and instead just take that collection to the next level they say somewhere in the article that i read i think the one that things talking about that dano posted that if those guns were on display it would make it the largest private collection and i'm like why would you what part of the largest private collection makes you want to start taking it apart yeah
2: i forgot how many guns he said they still have in storage it's, it's just an unreal number what he was telling us is in storage <laughs>
1: Right, it just means like again, second floor, second museum. NRA had too many downstairs, and they started a museum in St. Louis. I think G G stepped
5: on a real good idea there. You know, as far as bringing a gun out every day and putting it online. I mean that. I mean, people pay Patreon. You know, people Patreon money all the time for videos every day. Just yeah. think of how much Patreon money that they be getting just to see all these cool guns.
1: Have like a, a studio set up, like um, like you might at a, like a workshop space, so that people who are creating videos or doing research or writing a book can bring the guns to an area and get pictures taken, and you know yeah. make the interactivity part of the whole.
2: You know, yeah. what I think it would be cool if they could do with if these guns aren't museum quality and aren't and our are doubles and all that have them where you know they can allow people to actually look at them not just through a glass you know actually pick
1: them up and yeah put them on a tether or maybe take that collection and make it portable and like you know a, a big van drives around with a bunch of like cases that you can just wheel into a gun show you know relatively easily like the guns never have to leave the case kind of thing and set up a little mobile museum or six of them or maybe put museums in other places if they got so many
2: georgia trucker says live auction at 10 a.m central
1: heritage auction website scroll down to it thanks we're probably trying to wipe the tears from our eyes and not being able to see everything on the site all right well so that was an exciting show hopefully everybody was happy we uh all kinds of fun stuff, and this was episode 705. We'll be back on Monday with episode 706. Tomorrow is Saturday, so over on Gun Channel's the Saturday start out with Travis does Cal- Caliber Corner for a couple of years now. Um, then usually somebody opens up a chat. If Dead Horse is working on a project, he'll sometimes open something up and uh, make it available to everybody. Then Rick, uh, now in Indiana, does his show called Rick's Life as I See It. I think at 3 o'clock Eastern. And Snob, you doing a show tomorrow night? Yes, sir. Is there another Saturday show I'm missing? I don't oh. think so.
2: I think me, Rick and Travis is it.
1: So uh, I'll do a workshop in the afternoon tomorrow. Anybody that wants to be have any questions or wants to uh, collaborate with others doing 2A uh, media, uh, get with us tomorrow. We do that on Tuesdays. We do that on Saturdays. Um, we will... Uh, be around on Sunday when we watch that auction, and then do Ghost and Clover do a show on Sundays all the time, or do you guys just do that occasionally? Uh,
8: maybe once or twice a month.
1: Okay, you guys doing one this weekend at all?
8: No, we're we're gonna do it. Uh, we're gonna wait till next Friday
1: to do this <sighs> another one. Right on, Angelina. You got those uh, Fallout patches? Any other new ones?
0: Um, that two A flag one the. The uh, Pro Gun As Fuck, Live Free or Die camo and safety orange key tag. Uh, some other patches coming in the next month or so.
1: I saw the stencils you did for the course. Are those available or is that just for
0: uh, the multicam thing? You can buy multicam, digital camo, um, I think Cryptec on the site um the yellow vinyl is actually high heat vinyl so if you're actually baking it like coating and baking and all that yeah that's you're good to go that's what um the pro shops use
2: i remind me in the after chat to ask you about something angelina
0: oh uh, i will i will um, remind you
2: i have one more other little thing to add about jm davis though real quick Sure. I did not know this till I was there, but if you, you know, are cleaning out Grandpa's attic and you find a fully automatic machine gun that's not registered with a tax stamp and stuff and can't be registered now because it's not on the registry, J.M. Davis Museum can actually take that instead of turning it into the ATF or the police yes, department to have, it, to have it destroyed. They will take it and put it on display versus that because they can still uh, register it because of what they are.
1: Yeah, that's super interesting. I didn't I learned about that or even the concept of that. What last time? That's pretty cool. Um, people are asking about the tactical T rex. Are those still available? Um, like...
0: yeah, yeah. Tactical T rex is only like, maybe like four or five of them left, though.
1: Do you have a sticker version?
0: Um, we do. It's not on the site yet, but if you order something and you want a QX sticker, just leave a note and I'll throw one in.
1: Who am I missing? Roosted, you got anything coming up? You mentioned you're going to be doing, uh, you have a video coming of that shop or of that uh, tour? Yeah, I'm going to try and get that out the beginning
3: of next week. And I've been having some fun playing with that CX-4 Storm, so we'll get some more video of that up. I'm going to try and sneak in one more blind challenge for Patriot because I think that's over on Sunday.
1: Oh, well, that's another good thing to mention. So, yeah, Patriot is our uh, friend over here on Gun Channels who's had a challenge out for, when did he start that? It was a while, it's months ago. And uh, his challenge is to blindfold yourself, do some sort of a video where you describe a firearm as if you were talking to somebody over a phone. The idea is that the people that are out there trying to enjoy the Second Amendment uh, can be frustrated when those of us who just look at everything, right, visually not impaired, uh, we tend to assume a lot. So the idea would be for um, uh, us to consciously think about how we describe it. So I guess you use the example of, as if we were describing it over the phone to someone. And uh, I think it was a neat exercise to see, to see people's um, interpretation of it, and their, um, you know, how they end up doing it, and what he's trying to get 50 all together. He's in the 40s right now, and he's ending it on Sunday, but it's a great uh, effort. And all you have to do is do something. That link I just threw out there is his original video link. Oh, right on. Yeah, you do that on the YouTube side, and uh, just put a hashtag blind challenge, and that's all it needs to. Uh, Basically, be part of it, and the idea there is that you're—we're creating all together. We're all creating uh, a resource for those people that are interested in uh, finding out more about firearms that are, you know, specifically uh, addressing their uh, curiosity about the details that we often overlook. I think it's neat, and that's what it's all about. Is remember, you know, just keeping in mind once in a while the other people that are out there, uh, participating in what we're doing, and uh, don't necessarily. They, I don't know if anybody has ever. Not uh, to uh you know to ask that for them, or you know so that's kind of cool put hashtag blind challenge in the title, I guess so, or in the comments right or in the content of the description or whatever the tags
8: yeah, I right, think he was one you put it in the title so we could be able to search for it that way easier
1: okay. All right. Well, thanks again, everybody. We will. Do anybody have a quote to end it? I have one. If nobody else
3: does. Yeah. Go ahead. This probably would have been uh, better for yesterday, but this is Clint Smith from Thunder Ranch. Make oh, your attackers. Yeah. Oh, a, oh,
1: oh. oh, I forgot. Uh, today is Dragon Man's birthday.
8: Okay. Today is also Pearl Harbor Day. Oh
1: yeah, shit. Yeah. It's a hell of an
3: infamy. Yeah, it is. Let Let's not forget Pearl Harbor, for sure.
8: Today is a day that will live in infamy.
3: Okay, Clint Smith. Clint Smith of Thunder Ranch. It says, make your attackers advance through a wall of bullets. I may get killed with my own gun, but he's going to have to beat me to death with it because it's going to be empty.
7: The guys and gals of gunwebsites.com encourage you to take a CCW class every year, practice at least once a month, and carry every day. Thanks for watching gunwebsites.com. (todos) Eu
0: estou <todos> aqui.